everybody, I'm Theo Fleury, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Jason along with Chris. Yo. So just got done watching the inter- – I guess now entertaining. Kind of pissed off the first part oh of the, the first three minutes of the first period of this game. Uh, did not look great for the St. Louis Blues. So we're recording uh, right before the start of the second period of the game on Saturday, the 24th. Yeah. Uh, the Blues are up 3-2 to two as of right now. So we were ready to like – Rage during this podcast because they didn't look great. Yeah, then, it'll uh, be interesting to see what happens in the second period because those are period. not good. Yes, Ryan O'Reilly uh, kind of blew coverage on the second goal, mm-hmm. and you could tell he. And they said no the broadcast caught it. He was pissed. Yeah, and himself. I was I was driving during the first part of the period, so I heard both Colorado goals on the radio, and Kerber. I think I know it was actually Vitali. As soon as Colorado scored that second goal, said. Oh boy, captain is not happy. Yeah, so he was uh, very much not uh, happy, and then took it upon himself, stripped the puck out of through uh, Nathan McKinnon and Cal McCarr, who made the Blues look stupid on the power play. And that power play is dumb. I don't know how it's ninth, but it should be a lot higher because it is it, it's, amazing. And five on three, if they don't score every time, I don't understand why they don't. I agree. That that power play is fantastic. The Blues are down early 2 nothing, and I was ready to be F this team mode for this podcast. And then Ryan O'Reilly put the team on his back, got them tied, and Barbashev has put them ahead 3-2. to two. Mind you, almost blew it at the end of the period with two hit posts oh. in the last couple, about 35 seconds, 40 seconds or so. Those are the games where, like, when you're there, you, you physically almost want to throw up because you're just like, yeah. whoa. And, and mind you, Bitton. Looked pretty sharp. Like the two goals that went in were honestly power play goals and not great coverage, and obviously blown coverage. And but he's made some really great saves, and luckily a couple posts, a couple crossbar. But hey, that didn't go in. So I think he's playing well. So let's keep it rolling. So, yes. Unfortunately, we'll talk about the stuff that bad stuff that happened so far. <laughs> you know, leading up to this game. So obviously the big game against Arizona that we were going to talk about. Then they kind of. Uh, Crap the bed, and then not didn't play that well against Colorado in the beginning of this uh, home stand. So we'll talk about that. No. Some schedule changes. Uh, we you know, we'll briefly mention. Obviously, they had the Bobby Play Memorial. Neither mm-hmm. of us got to go to that. No. I, I was kind of I don't know as much as anybody go. Welcome to go. That's your prerogative. I just thought it was very you know I don't know, like when Sam Usual was out for the Cardinals thing. I was very much like oh I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Maybe it's just like <sighs> I don't know. To each his own. That's to each fine. his own. Yeah, I, you know what? Me. Part of that good for the people. Was that I like the people lying the streets part. I'll say that, that was much. cool. That was awesome watching people tap sticks with him as he left the arena to like his uh, resting place. So yep. I thought that was, I thought that was something very cool. Like the people being able to do a little thing on the ice. I thought was a little to me, not my thing. But lying the streets up, where everybody wearing blues jerseys and stuff, a lot of player jerseys. I thought it was sure. really cool. Yeah, that was a good tribute. Yeah, I like that. So. We had that happen, so obviously Robert Thomas hurt, now back and during hurt. this game. Okay. Didn't look. After that <laughs> After that hit early, you could tell he was wincing and 
didn't look great. So we'll, we'll talk about that and everything, a little bit of everything in between yep. rolling up to this uh, game that's going on right now. So first off, let's get into, I guess, the Arizona game. Oh, so God, big do we game. Have to. So you're basically one point up with three games in hand. Going into this game, and all you got to do, if you win this game, it's not you to control get, your fate. You could, I mean, no matter what, you control your fate. But I think this kind of puts Arizona pretty far in the hole, in my opinion. Three points. I agree. I it's, agree. A, it's a four-point game overall, technically. You, you swing and you get if you get enough points. If you win this game in regulation, like that's you know you're up three games with in three points. That's you know really hard for somebody like Arizona to overcome. They're gonna have Agreed. to win. Basically, your Blues will have to lose out three games, and they'll have to win two of the three games. That's really hard. Yes. Mind you, the way the Blues played, it seems like that's not that hard. But I heard a great uh, line about fourth place in the West. Um, and I forget who said it this week. It was after both Arizona and St. Louis lost on Thursday. And someone made the comment, uh, there's – no fourth place winner in the West. It's who wants to lose more. Yeah. Who's going to be left out? Yeah, pretty much. And early on, Sammy Blay with the goal. A minute twenty three in, yep. Blues look great. And they, then the first period looked great. Tyler Bozak, uh, just making his way back, finally getting some goals here. Gets his third of the year. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the first period, I think the Blues playing pretty well. They're playing the way that you wanted them to play, like. Remember, this is a team that, aside from the Colorado game, had been coming off of two games against Minnesota and a game against Vegas where it looked like they finally found their game. Yeah. They were scoring goals. They were playing good defense. The goaltending was there. It, it, it seemed like, all right, all right, these guys are, these guys are turning the corner. We're going to make the playoffs. You lose to Colorado in a close game. Colorado is on fire yeah they've only had one regulation loss in their last 20 games yeah so so you know you lose that game but you hang with the team so it sucks to lose but okay whatever but you go into this phoenix or this arizona game going you got to win this like put them out of the picture yeah and, and the way you've been the playing, way they started, you should be able to yeah yep and the way they started this game i was like great this is what exactly what we needed yeah, you're trending the right way. You're playing the way that we've used to seeing this team play the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Like we said, it's very odd. And you can say, like, and it's just ever since pretty much COVID hit, it's very odd that this team was rolling a year yeah. ago now, going into March, April last year before Correct. the thing, before the pause, they were rolling. I mean, yes, I understand. Having Alex Petrangelo is a difference. Did I but it shouldn't be this big of a difference. To the point where you're, like, look incompetent on defense – like everybody across the board, you're not. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, you're talking. Like, I agree. You know, Tory Krug is not a bad defenseman by any means. Like, but he hasn't. Nope. Let's be honest. Hasn't scored. They found like the stat today. It's hard. He hasn't scored since January twentieth. Agreed. That's. Not yeah, good. I know. I know. And 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 compound that with the fact that for long stretches this season, this team hasn't been able to find the goal with a map. Yeah, a lot of shots blocked. They had. Uh, and that's not stats. a Petrangelo thing. Yeah. So you can't put all the decline of this team on, well, they lost Petrangelo. Some of it, sure, especially on the defensive side. But 
not this not bad, this bad which is what we're saying like not like we're, we're we're expecting the team to obviously have a slide we didn't expect them to be near the top no we knew vegas and Colorado were going to be probably cream of the crop we I maybe figured, we would be competitive for that second spot we we always that's what I, we both I, predicted yeah i thought that the blues would finish somewhere between two and three in the west and then we in the wild has surprised everybody and played mm-hmm. really well this year it was good for them that's that's some team that we'll have to watch out for now coming yep. in the future but no, no. So anyway, the cat was looking good, but then slowly fell apart, and it was yeah turnover after turnover. So it was just that's a, becoming a big problem. So Golagoski gets his second a year from Schmaltz and Garland at the one forty one mark. So early on, it's two to one, and I think that set the tone. It's because mm-hmm. there was a turnover, and that just pretty much started the decline. A couple penalties, and finally Clayton Keller, St. Louis native, gets his thirteenth on the power play about halfway through the period. Mm-hmm. And they just look out of sorts, and you could feel it. Like watching oh, yeah. that game, you could watch oh, me yeah. like they're they're hanging on for dear life, hoping to get this game into overtime to at least get a point out of this and yeah. maybe steal it. And then early on, uh, Chickering with a shot from the point, and Michael Bunting, who's right in front, uh, just a little deflection past Jordan Bennington and his seventh uh, goal of the year. And that's early on, four minutes in, the Blues had 16 minutes left to tie the game. Yep, they had. How many shots, Chris, do you think they had the rest of the period? I believe they had four. And you were correct. So, from that point on, they had four shots for the rest of the period, which, not great overall. So I mean, Not against a team like Arizona. So, early on, they had three shots. So, that was like early on that period, they were going okay. And then they had seven for us period. So, after your first period, you had 11 shots. Yep. Really good first period, right? Yes. They had 11 shots the rest of the game. Yeah. Four in a second and seven in a third. And mind you, a lot of those shots near the end came with the goalie pulled. Mm-hmm. Kemper was just coming back. Yep. He was back in nets like for the first time in almost a month and had pretty decently easy game, I think. I, I would say. Outside of the first period, I think he was yeah. pretty much. And it's like how many times are they calling out? Like obviously our as the Twitterverse and anybody else out there, we are calling out guys like Zach Sanford and other guys. But at the end of the day, Raiden Chen is getting close to 20 game mark where he hasn't scored. I know. Tory Krug, one goal on the year. Yep. Justin uh, Falk. Justin Falk only has one in his past. Isn't it know, funny game. that the two players who were both rumored to be on their way out at the trade deadline seem to be the only two players scoring goals since the trade deadline? Yeah, Mike Hoffman scores like almost four goals right after the next two games. Um, Schwartz's Schwartz put a handful a in. Yeah, Schwartz is playing. Like those two guys were only going. And the funny, the only like you said, the only one scoring. Yeah. So we don't know what the expect. So COVID hits again for the Colorado. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, Jonas uh, Doinsky out. Grubauer, their main goalie, is out. Yep. And then eventually Miko Rantan is out. So you have three big players. For three big team. players. A very good role player, as in uh, Donskoy. Um, Grubauer, you know, they're number one. And, and Rantanen is a stud. Yes. And we'll say the stat that you text me after this, we'll talk about that in this game. So, Jaden Schwartz starts off early, and the Blues look great. The thing is, they look great. They get a power play goal early on again. Jaden Schwartz, three minutes in to this Colorado game. His fifth of the year, looking great. And then this is what started the decline. And you know what I want to talk about mm-hmm. here. Blues are in their own end. Finally have control of the puck. Last minute of the period. Under a minute, and Zach Sanford easily has a lane to clear, and he shoots. He tries to clear. It hits uh, 
Tyson Jost knocks it down with his glove, gets it to a stick, gives it to Brandon Saad, who's right in front of the net. No chance for Bennington. No, none. And Saad gets a goal with 31 seconds left, and it just took everything out of their sales. 100%. Everything. 100%. Early, then, then all of a sudden, early, they start the second period. Call penalties. Mm-hmm. And Barakowski gets the goal off the boards, like a big bounce off the boards. Yep. Uh, not looking great. And then the Blues showed some life, I think, in the, in the second they were, they were holding on. They were like, we're trying to get through this period because yeah. we're just not great. Barakowski uh, gets a goal in the third. And the Blues had a power play, if you remember this. Had a huge push, like had a, lot, had a ton of shots. But unfortunately, a lot mm. of them were blocked. Yep. And the puck goes the other way. Tic-tac-toe. Barakowski gets his 14th, second of the game. Yeah. And after that, we're like, it's over. It's like it's done. Schwartz gives us the uh, hope goal. Hashtag hope goal. We'll get that started. And unfortunately, they pull the goal in. Mind you, the Blues have been – always now, this is what holds me to the end of the game now because – They've been great this year with the goalie pull. They've been great pulled. with the goalie pull. So it's Not like, this time. They literally lose the It looked like the instantly. old Blues. Yeah, it was instantly. like pull the goalie, immediately get scored on. Yeah, uh, Pierre-Edward Bellamar. Uh, gets an empty netter at the eighteen thirty mark, and the game is over. Four to two is the final. You win three, you lose three. And yeah, this team is looking lost. So consistently couple, inconsistent. Correct. So a couple stats real quick, and then you can talk. You can talk about those. I'll do the first one, then the one where you text me. Mm-hmm. First one in the last four games, the Blues have had ninety two shots blocked. Yeah, which is bad. Bad. You're not means you're not getting enough pucks to the net. Or you're shooting, you're not picking the right opportunity to shoot, basically. And the second one is, so on the year, Ugh. Devin Dubnik has five wins. Yep. Five wins. Correct. Between the Sharks and the Avalanche. The Avalanche was his first game was this game. Yep. Yep. And he has four wins, four wins against the Blues. Blues. Blah. We are Devin Dubnik's bitch. Yeah. I, we just are. And the, so far, knock on wood... For the game so far, we're looking halfway decent. Indeed. So we'll keep us. I think what three or two is what it says. On it my is screen. three to two according to my phone. Three to two Blues with twelve minutes left in the second. We'll take that. So, so me and you went back and forth about this. So we obviously with Dubnik with the this. So obviously we got a ways to go to see what's going to happen with this team. Yes. And you know if they have a very good chance to make the playoffs. I, Look, you look at the fact that they are a point back with three games in hand on Arizona. Arizona, who I don't believe has won a game since they beat the Blues. Correct. They, they were like, they're like literally one and eight in uh, yeah. the last game. I mean, the odds are that the Blues are going to pick up a win somewhere with those games in hand and jump them. But... I mean, at, at this point, the way this team is playing, you're out in four against either Vegas or Colorado. Mm. Maybe five. You might squeeze one you might, out. You might steal one at home. You'll steal one at home or wherever. They put better on the road right now. Sure. So wherever. But there's, they'll, they'll win one out of those, yeah. But, you know, like you and I have said many times, we've seen this team, even this year, handle Colorado and Vegas. You know you can beat those teams. Mm. We made a, a a comment earlier in the season, a couple of weeks ago, that we don't doubt that this Blues team could beat a Vegas or Colorado, 
but can you beat both back to back? And that's a tough order for any team. Mm -hmm. But there are big problems, big problems with this team. And oh, Colorado to the power play. Mm, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, there's there's problems across the board. The Agreed. way this team is constructed. Um, obviously, with guys not scoring right now is not great. Like Brendan, uh, uh, Braden Shen being your let's de facto one, whatever you want to say, one, two, him and O'Reilly, whatever you want to call those. Sure, lines. he's They're, a top six guy. One of your top centers and is not producing. No, nope. Yeah, he might be doing other stuff, but for being signed for eight more years, seven yep. more years at six point five million dollars, like I, yeah, that's that's gonna hurt later on a flat cap. That's gonna hurt. If I he, mean, I mean I, I, there's some kind of funk going on. Part of me wants to say the guy's hurt. Could be. I, it has, and part of me had like thinks that has to be the case. And he's just trying to gut through because the team has obviously went through a crap ton of injuries. Yeah. Uh, Tarasenko only has a couple goals since he's been back, and and he, he looks, does not look right. He there's a play specifically in the Colorado game last game where the puck was uh, going towards the front, and he still stayed on the perimeter. Yeah, didn't drive the net or anything, and apparently had to have another talk with uh, Brube about going to the net. And he said like, "Yeah, I'm. I feel fine. Everything is fine. I just need to get to my game. The goals will come." I mean, clock is ticking, my man. Clock is and ticking. Like you're what the line? What you the thing you told me? What did you tell me the other day about what you said he looked like? I think he looks like a third line son or a third line winger at best. Unfortunately, right now, with if the injury is that bad at this point, I think you need to consider. We are tied, and there we go. That power play is lethal. lethal. You have to not take penalties at this point. Correct. So you have Tarasenko locked up for a couple more years. You have. Pareko locked up for another year. You have Justin Falk and Tori Krug locked up for a good amount of years now. Yep. Um, Braden Shen's locked Braden up. Braden Shen's locked up. You have Schwartz, who's coming off the books, technically. You have Bozak coming off the books. Uh, Hoffman will be gone and not even thought about coming back. I Man, I can't imagine a world where he comes back. Short of this team catching lightning in a bottle like they did in 2019 and just running it all the way to a cup, I don't see – Bozak, or not Bozak, I don't see Hoffman wanting to come back here. I don't see it either. So I'm kind of curious to see what they wind up doing um, overall. Like, and I was talking, when I was talking to you about it, and I said, there's no way this is going to happen. This is obviously a pipe dream. But, like, what the team needs player-wise, if you're going to play this kind of style overall, the thing that you need at this point is guys like – I said, like Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk, and it's just, it's just. Usually, yeah. I'm just seeing those prototype type players, guys who can play, who are, you know, fast. They play with grit. They go to the net. Not they're they're willing to drop the gloves. Right. If you if you want to play that style, you need to have guys like that. And part of me thinks like, was it lightning in the bottle for that 2019 year, and everybody bought into the system. But now it's like that system is draining them down. Kind of, and this is just a comparison, not saying exactly the same, but you think it's kind of like the Hitchcock system. Yeah. Whereas a time limit where guys, if you keep grinding and grinding and grinding, eventually it gets to them and they're like, I'm done. What I don't get is, and it's something you mentioned earlier on in this podcast, is how this team seemed to go from winning the Stanley Cup the next year. Looking fantastic, being first in the West, 
at the time of the the stoppage for COVID. What happened to that te- with this team from the time they stopped in February for COVID to the time we got to the bubble and then now? Hmm. It's not the. I mean, it's just not the same team. No, because ever since and I don't that- understand what changed because that team that started the season last year w- was probably the best team in the NHL. Yeah, they're rolling. You know, they had. Hence, that's why part of the reason why Jordan Bennington got a, con, a new contract yeah. because they showed like he could handle. He wasn't a, a one-hit wonder. Yeah, he was could handle a load. And then this year, like, yeah, there was times where he was hasn't played great. I'll be I'll be hundred percent. I was not sticking up for the guy at all. But also, the defense has been atrocious Bad. too. Like the at least two of the we don't, I don't know the third goal yet, but two of the three goals was blown coverage on a five mm-hmm. on three power. That's three power play goals now. Yeah, they have now on the the day. So if you stay out of the box against Colorado, yeah, five on five, this team hangs with Colorado. Yeah, like and as you stay out of the box, it, you're you, good. Yeah, this team that team is too lethal for you to keep consistently taking penalties. I agree, and that's something that you're going to have to figure out if yeah. you want to beat Colorado. If you're going to play them in the playoffs, um, personnel wise in the off season, I don't know what to do. Honestly, like right now, if you had to. If you were Doug Armstrong and you had to sign Jaden Schwartz or sign or not sign Jaden Schwartz, and if you sign him, what's the most you'd offer him? So he's be what's using, his current? He makes a little over five million dollars, five point three five. I'm not paying him much more than that. So I'll give you some numbers real quick here. So based on like his current production, mind you, you can't ignore like obviously the. Great things he did. That playoff run in 2019. He was the leading goal scorer. Yeah. Couldn't stop the guy. Had two hat tricks in that, you know, in two different series. Yeah. Um, was all around a great player, mm-hmm. but goes for long stretches without playing, without putting in yes. pucks in. He's, always, he, he's streaky. Yeah. But he you know, obviously plays, you know, goes into awards and yep. still does all yep. the other stuff, obviously. Right now, according to this article, because this came up for Jeremy Brother on, on The Athletic. So this is what, after running the, I guess, the fancy stats and, and consulting about what other players of his caliber, based on those stats, do. What can you offer him based on his age, the flat cap, and whatever. They came up with three, maybe four years at $4.8 million. So a pay cut. Yeah, so basically a pay cut for him. I don't know if he'll take a pay cut. If you're going to give him a raise, he's at five and some change right now. Yeah. I don't go any higher than six. I don't think you can either. I would say, honestly, five. I think he needs to take a slight pay cut. I mean, cut. if he's below five, then maybe you bump him to five and a half. Or maybe the way to do it is, be like, you want this contract to finish out your career? I'll, how about we just give you a one-year deal and prove it next year or you hurt this year? Or you give him a deal that's less money and – loaded with incentives. Yeah. Like, you know, give him scoring thresholds. Give him all sorts of incentives to make the extra money. Um, But, yeah, man, you know, I just it, – it's – Jaden Schwartz has, has been a fantastic player for this team since the day he showed up. But you're right, you know, there there obviously needs to be a change with this team. And you've got a lot of money locked up for a lot of years on a handful of guys. Um, do you maybe give him some of the Bozak money 
assuming that we're not going to re-sign Bozak, which depends on who you lose in the expansion draft yeah. and stuff. Like I don't know. Like you're if the thing with James Ward has working for him right now is like our left wing depth is awful. Oh yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have you, in the pipeline you have Costin, who's hurt. Over Question in question uh, mark. He's over in um, KHL. He's at, his team is in the Stanley in the uh, finals for the Gregorian Cup. Okay, I th- for some well. reason I thought he got hurt. He had the shoulder, and everybody thought it was going to be bad. Right. But it wound up being oh, nothing, okay. just kind of like a bruise, and he worked through it and uh, was one of the best players for his team so far. So I, Look, I think Clem Costin still has the chance to be I hope so. a fantastic power forward in the NHL. He showed flashes of it the few times he got up here. Yeah. He's got the body size to play in the NHL. Well, believe it or not, still only 21 years old. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy considering that he's been in our system for almost three years now. <sighs> Yeah, man. I mean, the Blues are in a, a real trick bag. Like, that window for them is still open to win championships. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're talking about a team that needs to go into a rebuild. But I certainly think there uh, needs to I be a, a re- retool. Yep, as I say, like a retool is definitely you know, I, I think that there's some players on the team that... <sighs> Zach Sanford. Yeah, dude. I'm done with Zach Sanford. And, it's just and not he's even that turn, one. It's not even that turnover, man, but it's like he, he no matter what the problem, which I'm going to cut you off there, but the no problem I have with him is like these these egregious yeah. mistakes. And basically, Burbay's like, oh, yeah, he'll learn from them. Mike but Hoff, he's not. Mike Hoffman made those mistakes, and he was benched for two games, possibly more if Robert Thomas can get hurt. Yeah. And today, Kyle Clifford's out. Yeah. That's the change he made. Yeah, I, you know, possible. I mean, I have to check the stats real because I believe I don't think I heard his name in the first period. Because I heard they went with seven, uh, seven defensemen. So they had to take another forward out then because they took Clifford out for whatever. Let's see if I could pull it. Sorry. Up. Oh, so while you're looking that up, I want to do a blues schedule change real quick. So the Blues, due to Colorado having COVID and Minnesota having COVID early in the season, having a ton of schedule changes. So the Blues now have a game on Monday coming up on the 26th against Colorado at home. So three games directly at home against Colorado. And then they have a couple games against Minnesota get moved around. And so this week they have back-to-back games against Minnesota Wednesday and Thursday at Minnesota. They- Scratches for today's game. Miko Mikola, Kyle Clifford, Mackenzie McEachern, Zach Sanford. So he did get scratched after the fact. So, okay. So my rant is not there. So we'll rewind that and not cut that because it's too much for me to look back on. But anyway. No, but, but again. The point is. It's overdue. Yeah, it's been how many times has that happened before he's finally had this happen? Yeah. And who knows, and we'll have to look that up, but as of this morning, he was listed as playing. So yeah. I was, you know, thinking that wasn't going to happen. So Blues get a lot of games shifted around. The season now extends to May 13th. Right. So they play back-to-back games at home against Minnesota to finish the season. So it's so the game wrapping up in early May. Now it's about mid-May. So the NHL is slowly pushing this season on further and further. Mm-hmm. Um, they still plan on starting October 12th, according to the general manager's meeting that they had the other day. So about a week later than they normally start, give or take. So when they plan on as of – they haven't made an official announcement about capacity and what right. they're doing. But a lot of teams, I know football has come out and said that they plan. A couple of teams have come out and said they plan on having full the, stands. The Buffalo Bills are going to be 100% capacity next season. But you have to show 
your COVID vaccination card to get in. So that's that's so they're one of the ones that are showing the quote vaccine passport is what they're yes. called. Yes. So um, I think there's a couple of other teams that are doing that too in the NFL. So remember, they started off with the Texas Rangers having opening day having a full house. Mind you, they said everybody has to wear a mask. Which it's Texas. It's Texas, and didn't really. And after that, it went down to like thirty percent or forty percent or something. The Cardinals are still at about fifteen thousand a game. Yeah. it looks like so. The Florida Marlins uh, were open for full capacity too, but still only twelve people showed up. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of funny watching it because everybody's like, "I don't tell the difference if they're doing limited capacity or if this is the normal kind of." Nope, no one's no, no one knows any difference. So right now, this, it's been inching up right now for the Blues to the point mm-hmm. where the Blues are not even offering just season ticket holders tickets anymore. You can like, if I wanted to go buy tickets. Myself, I can yeah, go buy you tickets. you can go buy GA tickets. Or not GA, but uh, General Public. Yeah, General Public. So you can buy two and I think two and four mm-hmm. at a time. So anyway, so the Blues schedule is now pushed all the way to May 13th with back-to-back games against Minnesota. A lot of games against Minnesota finish up. Five total mm-hmm. out of their next 12. So they have a couple of games mixed in there. One against L.A., a couple more against Colorado. Anaheim. No, not Anaheim. Two against Anaheim, you're correct. Two against yeah. Anaheim and two more against Vegas. So... You have to win the Anaheim and L.A. games. Yeah, you have to win you those three. have to. L.A. because they're slowly they're, – luckily, they haven't been playing as well. They were three. I think I have it down as three, six, and one in the last ten. Yeah. So, they're just as bad as us. So, yeah. they're kind of – if they go on a mini run here, they have a shot of catching us, honestly. Yeah. But it's going to take a hell of a run from them, too. Which, I'm not saying that team is remotely close to the team that won the Cup, but that team uh, – We've seen teams obviously run the gamut here. Of course. About like. Well, and. I made to my wife upstairs when we were watching the games this week. It's like I watch the games to have fun and enjoy. Yeah. Watch this and just continually get mad at watching. And that's that's the problem. It's just like there's no effort on their part. Yep. It looks like. We didn't have a system going. We just right. kind of played hockey and like, look for the open guy. Fuck on that. And half the time, it seems like that's what they're doing. Agreed. Agreed. I, I uh, you know, what, what's frustrating is we have seen this team and what they can do when they focus and play disciplined good hockey. So it's not like this is a bad team. If this was a bad team, I would be bummed watching the games, but I'd be like, I get it, man. Like, we're just not as good as these teams. Yeah. But we know we are, and we've seen this team crush Colorado, crush Vegas, crush Minnesota. Like, all these teams that are above us in the standings, the Blues have had games this season where they have dominated those teams. So you know that this team has the ability, and I'm not saying that this team should go – 56 and 0 on the season that's ludicrous but when you see a team go out there and just look lost Ma- mail it in. yeah look like they either don't care or as brube likes to say They're be fragile. so fragile that you know if one thing goes wrong they fall apart that's the blues from 2017 that's not the blues this last three years yeah you know, this this we vanquished those demons when we won a Stanley Cup. We saw this team 
start to do that in 2020 before the pandemic hit. This like team to note. start the season this year was was Not doing bad. well. Yeah, seven two and one to start. So you know, it's just frustrating when you see the inconsistency because that's not what champion teams do. When when Chicago was winning five three cups in five years, they weren't struggling to make the playoffs. Yeah, they were always in the mix. Yeah, you know when maybe not the top team, but they were also always. But there was never a doubt that they were going to get in. Yeah, you know. You know, look at Dallas. You know, Dallas went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. You know, took the Blues to double overtime in Game Seven the year before. Like, and they don't look great this year. They don't look great this year. And they're they're making their way back. Remember, they started super late. Sure, but anyway, they're not in the top. I thought they'd be closer to top right. of the echelon of that division, and they're barely hanging on to the four mm-hmm. or five spots. I mean, you look at teams like the Capitals, the Penguins, uh, up until this season, the Sharks, like. Those were teams that were constantly making deep runs. Their playoff status wasn't in question. Where they were going to finish, are you going to be first or you know one through four? That may have been a thing, but you never worried, is this team going to make the playoffs? There's absolutely no reason for this St. Louis Blues team with 11 games left in the season to be worried if they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it shouldn't be a. Are we going to make the playoffs? It should be who are we going to play in the first round? Yeah, and then go from there. Like, yeah, and that's kind of like when we did the like when we talked about last year when they did the play in like kind of play in tournament to see mm-hmm. where you got seated. We always said like, hey, we can hang with any team in here. Let's just use these game as tune up games and whatever. Yeah. And remember the first game they played that was the Colorado game where they lost with like point one seconds yeah. left. And you're like, okay. That happens. They, you know, hung with Colorado, who was right behind us in the standings last that last one point year. back, right? Yeah. So that's why they did this kind of playing game because they're one point back with one game in hand. Mm-hmm. So it was just they was like it was not fair. We could possibly get that or whatever, which is fine. And then obviously we had Dallas and uh, who was the other team? Vegas, Vegas. Yes. So so you had three, you know, all the really good teams. It's like, hey, we'll use these as the measuring stick and go from there. And then they looked really bad all those games. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, reset, play Vancouver. Now who, it matters. Now we'll start playing. Yeah. And then they didn't look great the first two games. Boy, they did not. They they got Bo Horvat, made him look awful. Yeah. And then they win the next two. So you're like, there they go. There's the switch. And then just nope, nope. And then this year, like, okay, coming back. Nobody's in the building still. Obviously, us never being professional athletes or remotely close – I like to ask somebody if I can, I should have asked that some of the Theo Fleur I probably should have brought up. Yeah, having people in the building is that have such a deciding factor on how you play compared to playing in a nearly empty arena for this team. That's the only thing I can think of that's yeah, different. I agree. I mean, look, I, outside of like them kind of being whatever, and that's two more things I want to bring up before sure. we wrap up here. So we'll, go ahead. Um, you played high school sports, correct? Yeah, and. I played through through college. I was always aware of the crowd, and like, yeah, I never. I, I can't never say was. that I didn't feed off the crowd when we were winning, but it wasn't like I needed the crowd to play my game. You know what I mean? Like, and it seems like this team does. That's the only difference. Um, I get that you want the electricity in the stadium, and otherwise it, it feels and sounds like practice. 
But there are fans there now. Yeah. I mean, it's a smaller crowd. It's obviously not as loud as it would be. And they're pumping in noise and other stuff. Of course. They're trying some stuff. But I don't know, man. I, I, I think that if you're a professional athlete and your excuse for not being able to, to play to your ability is we need the crowd, I'm going to cuss. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is, man. It, I, I get that it adds to the game and it adds to the atmosphere and maybe gives you a little extra shot, but you should be able to find your game whether there's you one person or 15,000. But you also shouldn't need that night in and night out, too. Agreed. Yeah, That's my point. Athlete. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how they do. So obviously 3-3 three, three, almost near the end of the second. Uh, minute 45 left in the third. Or sorry, in the second. So – uh, we'll start to wrap it up here. There's two more things I want to bring up. So one thing I want to give the Blues kudos for, the Blues organization as a whole. Uh, the two games that was against Colorado now Thursday and today mm-hmm. is their uh, Pride Night or Pride Series games. Something in the past that the Blues kind of never – weren't pushing that much. It was right. kind of like, oh, we'll do like theme tickets, but we're not really going to push it or not even mention it at all. I think the last, I think the last couple of years they didn't even have it at all. Yeah, I think um, you're right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, come on, man. And I think they're focused more on the vocal minority mm-hmm. that were like, stick to hockey, get out of this, don't whatever. And it's it's not just supporting the LBTQ uh, uh, community, but it's also like like anybody that wants to be included in hockey, like sure. you can play, it's anything. You know, that's it's part of that, but also it's, it's like part of their of, hockey is for everyone initially. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, kudos for them that they pushed it. It's out there. They're selling. They're working with a local organization. Too, and part of the money that they make off the T-shirts and the theme tickets and other stuff that they're doing is going to that organization. That's great. So kudos to them. So as much as sometimes I give the organization crap for not really doing a great job at some things, I'm glad that they brought this back. Yes. And it seemed more – I from what I could tell, a lot more people were more excited that the, they brought it back than the people who were kind of hating on it this time. People are going to hate on everything. You know I think they finally – Went to that. So, kudos Blues to the power play with a minute left. Yay. So, one more thing kind of ties into our uh, interview with uh, last week with Eric and uh, Theo. Mm-hmm. So, this week, Robin Lanier came out and it was very vocal that the NHL lied to the players. That they said, hey, if you go get your vaccination and stuff, we'll let you start like when you're on the road, mm-hmm. leaving a hotel, doing more, more dinner, stuff. stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. And there said, well, we have to make sure every single team is like that, not just your team, or we're, or it'll be a competitive advantage. And he was very vocal, saying that's you know not right. You guys lied to us. It's affecting you know you got to think of the mental health aspect of everything. And I thought that was actually as much as I want everybody to still be very cautious to wear a mask when you go out, do all the good stuff. I thought it was very good. Like, hey, if you promise the players this, yeah, you got to deliver it. You got to deliver it. Let them you know do that. And if they, hey, if they're gonna go out, hey, be like, hey, guys, go out. Wear a mask. If you see you without a mask, you're going to start getting fined. Yeah. And if we see you with more than, you know, we see you without a mask, we're going to start. It'll be one offense is like a fine. The second offense, we'll start. It'll be double fine. Third offense, you're missing game time. Yeah. You know, whatever they need to do. Just. Yeah. I think if the, like he said, according to Berube, most of the Blues players got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So whatever you feel that way about vaccines, whatever, whatever. We're not going to get into that. I just think it's a very good thing that Robin Lanier spoke out that, hey, players are, at the end of the day, as much as we're giving them crap right now, humans, 
and that they, you know, it's obviously been very tough on them, which is another factor, which maybe this thing has hit the Blues super hard compared to other teams. I don't know. It could be. You know, we talk about it quite a bit, and I remember last season when we were talking about the bubble and players saying, oh, well, it's just so hard when – you know, you can even hear it in my voice now you know, that it's so hard to be cooped up in your room and away from your family. And, you know, my response was, you're getting paid millions of dollars and you ain't staying at Motel 6. Yeah. And that's true. It is hard for the average person to have empathy or sympathy for a guy who's making millions of dollars to play a game and staying at four- and five-star hotels. I understand that. But at the same time... You know, what's, what is the, the phrase? Even paradise is a prison if you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter how nice your accommodations are. If you're stuck and you can't leave, that does weigh on your psyche and your mental health. So I, I do understand and respect that side of the things. And I, it's, it's rough, man, because you, you, I understand the league's side. I, I yeah. completely understand what they're saying. Because they've had to pause. New, mind you, Colorado's already went through this twice now. Yeah. So I, get I mean, it. So dude, get look it. at what Vancouver went through. Vancouver, where the guys, they were bringing apparently medical staff to the players' houses to give them IV bags because yeah. they were so bad. They were up to 20 guys. And they said – to the point where JT Miller, I think we kind of talked about it yep. maybe before, was saying, like, we can't. Like, it's too early to come back. Like, I can't believe you guys are scheduling games. And to the point where they scheduled a game, they pushed off a couple more days, but they pushed off a game against Toronto, and they were playing with mostly AHL guys. Yeah. And kind of half the team, basically. And they wound up getting out a win. Yeah. Which is saying they got two wins since then. So, anyway. But, you know, it's – so I understand the league side of that, but I 100% understand what Robin Lanier is saying. Like – Hey, this is what you said. This is what you told us. You need to honor what you said. Um, and, you know, I mean, if you're the league, as much as you don't want to do it, I think you have to give the players that leniency until they prove they can't handle it. It's kind of like I would imagine what it's like to be a parent with a teenager who wants to start going out and doing things on their own oh, yeah. and staying out later, and you're like, I really don't want to. But I know I need to. Oh, I know. So I'm going to give you this leash. We're getting close to that yeah, step, like, yeah. I'm going to give you this leash, and you can do this until you show me that you're not mature enough to handle doing this. Same thing we probably did when we were, you know, the yeah. the same thing. So, yeah, it's a good analogy, though. So kind of curious to see what hopefully the Blues, uh, excuse me, hopefully the league kind of, I think, does, you know, works with the players, laxes some things. I'm like, maybe it's because I know Canada is. Uh, they had the AstraZeneca, whatever it's called, right. one where that got re- kind of recalled. And we had the J&J here. So I don't know how they're doing up there with the vaccine. I'll be honest. I just don't have that in front of me. Right. So maybe their players compared to the American teams are getting vaccinated because obviously the now we're getting to the point where the vaccine's a little more available available compared to like you had to drive all over the place to find it. You can kind of yeah. walk into some places. I know, I know some people who were – you make appointments were walking in and getting – the Pfizer shot this week. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, happens there. Hopefully no more pauses. Hopefully fingers crossed. And we'll see how things go. So we'll start to wrap it up there. So before we get into that, just a quick uh, thing. Say thank you to both Eric and then also Theo for coming on the show last God, week. That was such a fun show. Uh, like it was out- a serious show, but that was a fun show. Yeah. We had the, uh, the first half of that was really fun. Like the real, the very much the, uh, 
hockey part of it and listen mm-hmm. to him talk Theo Fleur talk about kind of like stuff and we encountered in St. Louis and stuff yeah. and um then the, then the second half I was talking about mental health and everything I thought that was very important and I really enjoyed all that conversation so they're on their second episode they just released this week I thought it was very good so please check that out we're all a little crazy um podcast it's on I believe right now I saw it on Apple and Spotify. So if not, you can find it in probably many different places. We'll have links up on our website and stuff, uh, blueshockeypodcast.net. Speaking of that, we'll go into where you can find us on the socials and on Twitter. It's at bluesHockeyNHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. Also find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's Blues Hockey Podcast. You'll see some uh, interesting stuff. I think, if they're, I think they got approved. If you check out on Instagram, we have our own giffies. Oh, snap. Yeah. Not much. Just a couple of little things that we threw together. Uh, fan favorite David Perron is now officially a Giphy on Instagram. Amazing. So if you like to use that as uh, when you're doing your stories and stuff, go for it. Uh, type in Blues Hockey Podcast, and I believe those should pop up. They got submitted this week, and I don't know if they ever submit, say, like, whatever. So I'll do a post. I'll work on doing some posts tonight. Maybe there'll be something on there. So Use that when you're on Instagram. Something a little fun we were working on this week. So, That's and like so I said, awesome. I talked about uh, our website, blueshockeypodcast.net. If you want to listen to the podcast and download it, rate and review us, do all that good stuff across many different platforms, including Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Pocket Cast, and all the other different cast. Anywhere on any podcast directory, you'll be able to find us. Uh, so before we get out of there, so yeah, I think that's about all the things I want to hit. So hockey podcast network, check them out. Hockeypodcastnetwork.com for many different things. Uh, different podcasts are out there with the hockey getting close to wrapping up, getting into the playoffs. A lot of podcasts out there do some streaming that do streaming type video ones and also just regular podcasts. So check those out. Also check out DraftKings. Use THPN to get started today for weekly and startup bonuses. And before we wrap it up, the most important thing, our sponsor, Rockstar Taco Shack. So we wanted to mention this before we got out of here, uh, May 1st. So we'll get this up uh, pretty soon. And go to Rockstar Taco Shack. There's going to be a ton of specials going on. Yep. It'll be their two-year anniversary. So congrats to Will and uh, Rebecca over there at Rockstar Taco Shack. Will's awesome. He's a quality human being and a even better chef yeah so check them out over at newtown uh i'll be tweeting out a bunch of stuff on the socials this week to celebrate their uh two-year anniversary and eh, maybe a giveaway too we'll do we'll, we'll throw something in there so make sure you check them out we'll be out there or at least i'll be out there i'll talk with chris oh, I'm f- more than like show chris is a lot closer to me to get out there so i will we'll be out there may uh may 1st uh, I think they're starting opening at five o'clock. Usually they open up and five, so. and so five, so they sell out. And guess what? They're probably going to sell out. They're going to have a ton of stuff out there. I think Lucky Lola's is going uh, to have some stuff out there and some other giveaways. Go out there, eat some tacos. Looks like it's going to be halfway decent weather compared to today, where it's cold and rainy. No doubt. All right, so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, me and Chris are going to head out to hit up movies. Going to get that movies. Yes, yeah, sir. We'll go hit that up. One ring to rule them all. Yeah, I'll leave it. Take